You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Joseph Casco, alongside our producer for this segment, Shantae Brown. Winthrop has joined the growing number of schools to host a varsity esports program. Esports, which is competitive video gaming, has grown in popularity in recent years with international tournaments, millions of viewers worldwide, and millions of dollars in prize money. There's also talk of an effort to create a players association similar to the sports unions that represent Major League Baseball and the NFL for professional esports players. As of February, there were roughly 125 colleges in the U.S. that have an esports program, including five schools in South Carolina. Joining us today is Josh Sides. He's the new head coach of Winthrop's esports team. He's also a founding member of an advisory committee for the National Association of Esports Coaches and Directors. Josh, thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So just for those of us who aren't familiar with it, Explain to us what exactly do we mean when we say esports? Yeah, so I mean it's basically um, you know competitive gaming. It's um, you know there's a there's many different titles you can compete in um, for esports. Uh, one of the most popular ones, League of Legends, Overwatch, Fortnite. Um, but typically, it's um, you know it's it's team versus team, player versus player. Um, you're not you know I know a lot of people uh, think about it as like you know, the old arcade style video games and stuff like that. Well, no, this is, um, you know, six on six, five on five. This is, you know, players in specialized positions, specializing in specific games to, uh, you know, to play against each other. How popular are esports in the U.S. or internationally? Well, it's definitely getting more popular here in the U.S. Um, it's definitely, you know, more popular in Korea, China, um, but it's seeing a lot of popularity in the U.S. over the last couple of years. Um, I know I, I read a study recently that said that um, esports among the age group of 16 to 22-year-olds is the leading spectator sport for those uh, for that age group right now. So when you say about five on five, we're talking mm -hmm. about five players connected into a cyber world mm -hmm. to complete a common task, right? Right. Uh, it'd be like um, like in League of Legends, the, the goal is to basically to destroy the other team's base before they destroy yours. Um, so there's a lot of strategy and map movement and stuff involved in that. So, yeah. And the games are so complex that one player couldn't accomplish the goals of the game Very on their much own. so, yes. So I guess the, the question, and maybe this is controversial in the realm of esports, are players athletes? Um, in my opinion, I would say that... that my players are athletes. They, they have, um, you know, they have a lot of the characteristics that you think of, of athletes. And if you define an athlete as someone who in a competition is the, you know, the best at what they do, um, or skilled so much, so more than the general population at what they do, then our guys are definitely that we have, you know, players in the top 0.1% of what they do, their hand-eye coordination and, um, fast twitch muscle uh, memory stuff like that is so much above like the uh, you know just the general population. So how did Winthrop decide to start this program? Um, I think a lot of it came from our president, um, our president and our athletic director. Um, they are, have you know both have athletic background. They they teach a course and in that course they had begun discussing esports as a topic and um they saw it as a uh something that 
that um, could be beneficial to Winthrop. How is this program being funded? Um, are students on scholarships? We do have students on scholarships um, for our program, but it's all it's funded through athletics, um, much in the same way that you know the other sports are funded. What, what might a scholarship for an esports player look like? How, how much could an esport? Is it a full ride? I mean, is it like a no. being a basketball <laughs> player? Or? No, not quite. Not. I mean, obviously, that's something that would be great, and as part of the, you know, the association of coaches and directors for esports. Um, you know, being on that advisory panel, that's something that, you know, obviously I'd be pushing for. That'd be great. I think that, you know, our esports athletes are, you know, do fit that similar mold of, you know, and there are there are schools out there that give full rides for, for esports. Um, Harrisburg, Maryville, Columbia College, um, some of the more competitive schools are the ones that do give full rides. So uh, we don't give full rides. Um, our scholarships vary. Um, but I think that, um, you know, that's something that we'd, we'd like to push for, obviously. And as far as funding goes, it's my understanding this is a relatively cheap um, athletic event for, for the university to fund in comparison to like a basketball program or a football program. Absolutely. I think that's part of what makes it um, attractive to a lot of schools, especially, you know, you see it in a lot of, you see esports in a lot of NAIA, D3, D2 schools. And, um, I think the reason for that is that it's scalable. The funding and, and stuff like that is scalable. Um, it's not something that travels a lot. It's not something that, um, you know, the equipment is not necessarily super expensive. So, um, I'd, I'd say that, yeah, no, absolutely. You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Shante Brown alongside our co-host Joseph Casco. We're speaking with Josh Size, the new coach for esports program at Winthrop, which is in its first semester. Um, so did Winthrop look at other schools with programs to perhaps um, provide a blueprint for how how it should work? Yeah, I know that um, that Winthrop had reached out to some of the more successful programs that um, some of our faculty and staff have connections to um, Grandview University in Iowa um, is one that that was consulted. Um, Maryville being the kind of the the big dog in esports uh, in collegiate esports, they they definitely were um, consulted on that as well. So, what's the team look like right now? What how many how many kids are on the roster? Um, how do you put together a, a team to play esports? Yeah, we have uh, we have twelve players on the roster. I would say um, we have an over we have an Overwatch team and a League of Legends team, and I would say both of our teams are, um, you know, at that level where they can be competing nationally. They can be competing on the, you know, kind of on the big stage. Even in our first year, I know that surprises a lot of people, but um, you know, we've put together two strong teams. Um, what is the benefit to the school to host this program? How is it? How is this program like beneficial for recu- recruiting students? One thing I think that makes having an esports program really beneficial to a school it, it says to a prospective student that thing you're interested in, we're interested in too. Um, it's it's something that's obviously got a lot, you know, a big following right now. It's um, you know something that's growing a lot, especially in that um, generation of students coming through high school right now. So. 
you know, to be a school that has esports, whereas other schools in the area, a lot of other, most of the other schools in the area don't have esports. Um, you know, it's a way to say that your interests align with our interests. So how did you put this roster together? I mean, I assume it's probably didn't have a lot of time to go out and recruit. So it was among the existing student population, but but how did it all come together? Um, well, actually I recruited, Every, all 12 students are first-year students here at Winthrop that I recruited. Um, thankfully, I, you know, starting in April wasn't too bad for me recruiting since I was already scouting players and stuff like that for, for St. Ambrose where I was head coach um, previously. So, you know, I had those connections already. Um, there were players that I was scouting and recruiting already that I could continue contact with in that regard. And um, yeah, basically it's, you know, we did a national search for players. We, um, you know, we held tryouts. We basically came up with the, you know, the strongest rosters I think we could possibly come up with. So are there high school e-sports stars that, that <laughs> schools with programs are competing for? Um, in the Midwest, you definitely see that in, um, I, when I was at St. Ambrose, um, Illinois has the Illinois High School Esports Association, and they hosted a uh, their their playoffs basically at Robert Morris University in Chicago, and the amount of college teams that traveled, you know, four, six, eight, ten hours to come and scout players at this was astounding. Um, so, I mean, there are definitely high school leagues out there um, with players who are you know, talented and players that you'd be interested in. I wouldn't say that's the traditional route for recruiting um, players right now, just because there's, there's a lot of amateur leagues out there too, where these high school players can compete in at a much higher level. Okay. And what equipment do students need to participate? Um, if you wanted to participate in esports, you just need uh you just need a PC, uh, PC, keyboard, headset, mouse. Um, that's, we provide the PC, for our students and a basic level of peripherals for our students. And if they want to use their own and typically they do because they have what they're comfortable with, um, then they bring that. So what does the schedule look like? When, when does the season start? Are there tournaments, competitions that, that you're planning to attend? How does it all work? Yeah, it's, um, you know, the season is, it's year long. It's basically where for most of the year we're in something, um, Right now, we're we're not since it's the start of the year, but this Thursday, we actually travel to um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania for the big um, Harrisburg University Esports uh, Festival, a.k.a. Hugh Fest, which is like the, you know, the equivalent of like the Maui Invitational or something like that, where, you know, the big, the top schools, the best teams are invited out and they come and they compete. It's kind of like a, you know, big preseason type deal, but it's one of the bigger uh, collegiate tournaments in the country. So, um, that's how we'll start the year off. And then we'll, uh, for Overwatch, we'll get into our TESPA season for, for, um, for League of Legends. We'll, uh, the main season is, uh, is in spring, but we'll have competitions between here and there. Okay. What made you want to become a coach of a program like this? Well, I always wanted to be a coach. Um, you know, some of my biggest, you know, role models or people that I've interested in and look up to are coaches, um, you know, like Coach Calipari, um, 
it's it's uh it's um to me it's something I always wanted to do and it's something where I didn't have an athletic background. I mean, I played football but never at a level where I felt like I could be a football coach. At this thing being so new, something that I'm experienced in, something that my background really um you know, gives me a gives me a competitive edge in um this is this I saw as my avenue to to coach. I, I, you know, I'd always been interested in leadership and coaching and this just seemed like a natural avenue for it. So you told us before we started recording that you graduated in 2010. Mm -hmm. So not terribly long ago, but what did, what did gaming look like when you were in college? And did you ever anticipate that we'd get to a point where we'd have 125 esports programs across the country? It feels like a long time ago, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, um, you know, when I was in college, it, when I, that's when I discovered esports. Um, and at that point it existed in Korea, basically, you know, you had to find some bootleg stream to watch it online at four in the morning. And, and it, it blew my mind when I first saw a giant cheering crowd with signs cheering for video game players. Um, you know, they had a, a billboard of Boxer, the StarCraft player, in the equivalent of, like, Times Square in Seoul. And I was just blown away. I didn't think that was something that could ever, um, you know, exist here. The culture is just so much different. But thankfully, I was wrong. And, um, you know, it started kind of growing when I was in college. And then I left college to get a real-world job and um, thought that I would have no part in esports. And thankfully... I, well, I mean, when I saw online that someone was getting a scholarship for, that's kind of how I discovered this thing was someone posted on Reddit like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm going to blah, blah, blah university on scholarship to play League of Legends. And I was like, there's no way this is real. And then I looked into it and there were like 30 something schools doing this. And there were like 30 something more looking for coaches. So, um, you know. It's really amazing when you compare some of the dollar values of some of these big esports tournaments where where the pot the the pool of money might be 25 million dollars um compare that to a major sporting event like Wimbledon or the US Open in golf and right. you know they're half that so it, it really is amazing it's crazy yeah and, and these are you know 16 15 14 year olds out there winning this you know these giant prize pools just you know specifically the Fortnite um the Fortnite event that just happened the Fortnite World Cup or whatever it was the the big Fortnite event where the 16 year old won and the you know there was like a 14 year old who won you know a couple million bucks and it's like that's just wild compared and yeah you can compare it to what you win if you win Wimbledon or if you win the US Open if you win you know in a NASCAR race or, or the Super Bowl or whatever. And it's, you know, esports somehow is, is outpaying these, these right now. What do you think the future is? What, what might this look like in 10, 15, 20 years? Well, honestly, if the, you know, if the trends are, are how it is, then, you know, esports could be the number one spectator sport in the country 10, 20 years from now. You've got a lot of um, waning interest for, the traditional sports right now and there's you know it's creating a little bit of a void and a little bit of a vacuum that esports is happily you know you know kind of gobbling up that market share josh thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it
Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That was Josh Sides. He's the new coach of the eSports program at Winthrop, which is just getting started this semester. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Palmetto Report.